What is up, crew? If I can get my uh, mouse to work here, uh, time for a, another CloverTech podcast. What is the date? Is it the 11th? Let's take a look. It is the 10th, so I'm off. I'm thinking Thursday, but it is the 11th. Time for another CloverTech podcast powered by our good friends over at MTM Case Guard. And if you're not familiar, you should be because they have all kinds of awesome stuff over there. MTMCaseGuard.com. Uh, and I mean, if you are a hunter or a camper or uh, fishing stuff, archery stuff, it's made out of plastic. Odds are they make it. It's great quality, made right here in the United States by uh, a very well-established company that's great at doing what they do, mtmcase-guard.com. And if you find something over there you can't live without, and odds are you're probably going to, you can use the code CloverTac and save 10%. I've got uh, Jeff with uh, Gear Report is hiding out in the back room right now, probably eating all of the cookies and drinking all the chocolate milk, but that's okay. We'll get him in here in just a minute have a conversation talk about a few things this is the next to the last episode if you're live with us if you've been following these lives next to the last episode of the early 2023 season of the podcast and then of course we'll take a few months off we'll kick in the late season and uh finish out hopefully finish out 2023 strong i want to say thank you to of course the youtube channel members the patreon patrons want to say thanks to those that super chat super thanks those that shop clovertech.com slash shop really appreciate all of you out there and as always proud to be a member of the professional outdoor media association or poma uh, as well as farms radio network lots of cool podcasts and things going on over there be sure to check it out and the uh, newly assembled uh, to coin i guess the avengers phrase newly assembled rapid fire radio network uh, that is powered by Cape Gunworks. So check out Cape Gunworks. Uh, let them know that uh, they're doing a good thing with the Rapid Fire Radio Network. Now, if I can get over here and get to my controls, we can get Jeff in the house. What's up, bro? Greetings. Greetings and salutations. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you you exactly. took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. It is a pleasure to be here. I was bragging to my kids this afternoon that I was going to be the special guest on the Clover Tech podcast. And they were like, wait, what? Special. The special how? guests. Like yeah. This. They said, how? We brought you what over in the short how? bus and everything. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, well, I call literally, it the yellow limo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Uh, so for those that just climbed out of the primordial ooze, so to speak, or maybe from under a rock, give us a quick rundown. Uh, who is Jeff? What's Gear Report? What are you guys all about? Oh, boy. That's a big discussion. Uh, or is it? Gear <laughs> Report is it's... Um, it may be easier to talk about what you don't do. We Well, we try not to overthink it. You know, Gear Report, we report on gear. So uh, it's intentionally vague as far as the name of the publication um, so that my ADD can take me wherever it is I want to go. So we started as... Jeff's kayak reviews and that lasted about a year until I blew out a shoulder and it's kind of hard to review kayaks when you have you know shoulder surgeries back to back to back so we, we changed, yeah we changed it to gear report because that meant I could do whatever I want so because yeah. uh, gear could be anything and you can see a couple of years ago I had an incident at a um, 
at a firearms media event where I broke my foot and I was laid up for a while. And I said, you know what? I'm at a point in my life where I regret not learning to play guitar as a kid. I'm going to mess with that. So you see guitars behind me. That's a new yeah. one that, that I could do because gear reports generic. Anything's gear, right? So, yeah. Well, it was, it was just a matter of time. As much as you put your foot in your mouth, it's just a matter of time for that was to happen. Right. Ain't that the truth? Oh, yeah. 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 So, um, so we have for years had the gear-report.com website that is like our home base. And, and I believe pretty firmly that I, I want to own the main platform that we're on. Mm -hmm. And then we also spread out all over the place in support of what was predominantly long form written reviews on the gearreport.com website. Right. So we had the gear report YouTube channel that then was spawned to GunStreamer and YouTube and Odyssey. And I can't even remember all the places. Right. Um, and I started to worry that, you know, the firearm stuff uh, was getting us in trouble. Sometimes I was afraid we were going to lose all of our content. We've got a ton of camping stuff up there. We've got some sailing content. We've got guitar stuff up there. We've got a lot of military vehicle and Humvee stuff up there. And I didn't want one portion of the content to cause us to lose everything. So, you know, I've since launched, um, I think, what do we got? Six YouTube channels now. Right. So we got camping right. gear reports. More than Gizzard Gary, I think. Really? Or, no, that's saying yeah, something. Maybe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, I think that's a smart move. Um, algorithmically, I think yeah. that was a smart move for you guys to do. It was really hard to develop an audience on a channel that had so many different things because, you know, someone comes in, maybe they subscribe because they like camping stuff and then we do the gun stuff and it just pisses them off and they leave. Right. And, you know, <laughs> like, well, that's kind of shooting ourselves in the foot there. So splitting yeah. it out into separate channels, it's something that, that we started um, mid-year last year and it has been a grind. Dude, I got to tell you, and we, we started the initial gear report channel what was it like 2012 or 2014 or maybe it was 2010. I don't even remember. Actually it would have been 2010, wouldn't it? So we've had it for a while and yeah. um, it's, it's been that long since I have grown a channel from scratch. So trying to cultivate five new channels, yeah. Yeah. man, that is way more difficult than I had remembered. And, uh, and YouTube is hard. That's something yeah. that yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of people, they see these creators that seemingly come out of nowhere and blow up. That's an anomaly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's not the norm. Yeah, um, it is. That is that is literally luck. It's a lightning strike. Um, hitting back on the on the website for a second on uh, gear-report.com. Any idea how many articles are up there on that website at this point? It's got to be oh, a, about thirteen hundred. That's what we say. Got to be a metric ton. So it's pretty close. It's almost there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's quite a few. And last I checked, we had about 65 author accounts, uh, of which you are one of those. And uh, I would ever write we, something again. Well, and that's the way it is for the bulk of our uh, creators. You know, we've got probably a handful of maybe eight or 10 that, that fairly regularly contribute something. Yeah. And then we got about 50 or 55 that on occasion, maybe they do. And that's yeah. fine. They can join. They'll join us for something and and contribute something and and make us look good. 
uh, maybe it's only once a year, but you know, you get 50 people kicking in something once a year and it, it's true. You know, this is true. That's one. Of it adds up. So, so, yeah. 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 The gear report family is expansive. Um, and we're always looking for new people who would like to try their hand at, uh, well, any of the stuff that we do, you know, as long as they're good people, that's really what I'm looking for. It's good people, right. good people yeah. who don't know how to write. Um, Heck, we could talk about the gun snob here. He claims to barely know how to write at all. I created an author account for him against his warning, not just other people saying, dude, what are you doing? But like he was like, no, 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 this is a bad idea. I said, trust me. I understand. You know, he, he's good people. And maybe yeah. he's not the most eloquent writer, but, you know, we'll we'll help him get past that. And yeah. everyone will grow and be better because of it. So. Yeah. Now, to, to go off, to get off on a little bit of a tangent, and especially with Gear Report and with writing articles, um, some of this AI stuff I've been playing. Have you been playing around with the AI stuff I have. much? I have. And what do you do? You see an avenue for that to be utilized in in a uh, positive way or a helpful way with? Yeah. Report and the written articles at all? Well, absolutely. So for me, generating content, sometimes the hardest part is really fleshing out that initial idea. You know, mm -hmm. I am very much a structure person when it comes to writing. I want to start out with an outline and then I can work down that outline and flesh out the sections. And I may do like subsections, like high, high level headings, and then come back and fill in the blanks. Right. That's how I like to work. And I've played a little bit with, uh, what is it, ChatGTP, mm -hmm. where I'll, I'll ask a question or put a, a request, you know, for, you know, give me a, a top 10 list of something, or how do I do something? And what it gives, what it gives you can sometimes be used as the starting point to make an outline. Right. And I'll tell you, you got to be careful with that AI stuff. Oh, because, you got to fact check for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Almost every time. Like, I think I had one, I've probably done it 20 times right. where I've said, you know, here's an idea. Let's see what it spits back. One time I was like, oh my goodness. If someone gave me this, like it said, they wrote it, I'd believe it. It's like decent all the way across. Every other one, I was like, what in the world? Where, you know, okay, this is good. This is good. This is good. Like completely out of left field. There's some fact or uh -huh. a bit of advice or a reference right. to something that's like, no, that's not even in the right ballpark. So <laughs> who knows where to go? But, yeah. you know, for, for now... If I am stumped, like I know I want to write about something, but I'm not sure how I want to chunk that article down into manageable, manageable pieces mm -hmm. so that I can, you know, write in sections and get to a complete big picture. Um, if I'm struggling with that, eh, maybe I'll go ask some questions in one of those AI bots and see what it gives me. And if that helps, you know, if it provides some of that framework, then that does put me a couple steps ahead. Right. Um, I know one of the first things when I when I brought up ChatGPT, I, I put in something about who is CloverTac, I think is what I put in. And it was really interesting. And, and that was mm -hmm. my first experience with it. It said, oh, Clover uh, CloverTac is a media company that was started by Clover Lawson, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. Time out a minute. Like, do, you, do you know Clover Lawson? I do know Clover Lawson. Yeah, I, um, I was like, wow, look at that. And that is a media person for a company. <laughs> right. um, and uh, I was like, so I said, um, 
can chat GPT be wrong? And it's like, of course we can be wrong. We try to learn. And I'm like, so my name is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I started CloverTac in this, this, this. And come back and he goes, oh, thank you for correcting me. You're correct. It's like, no kidding. Wow. <laughs> but then Dude. the next time you open it up and you type the question, it may or may not have the right answer. Right. So, so, um, and I, so if I you got, use it, uh, fact check. Definitely. I got into one today. I, I just saw someone posted about using, is it Google Bard or Bard.google.com or something like that? Bard is the important part. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in a, it was in a guitar group and the guy said, uh, I just requested that it write an original song for me. And then he shared the lyrics and I was like, Hey, they're not half bad. Um, but I, I don't know what the data set for that is. I think chat yeah. GTP was like up through September of 2021. Anything yeah. that happened past that, you're, you know, it doesn't know anything. Right. Now, I've done uh, one thing that I've done. That's why I asked about, about your report. So one thing that I've done uh, is the website went down. I think we may have talked about that or whatever. And I've yeah. been putting it off for the longest of times of getting away from the crappy company. I was with the, the company I was with. I was with them for like 20 years. They were free and put a banner ad on their stuff. This was in like the late nineties. Yeah. So I've been with them forever, but they have progressively got worse and worse and worse and worse. I'm like, I got to get away from them. And finally was forced, basically forced into that situation. And so was able to rebuild the website and kind of flesh out the menus and the sections and everything else. And one of the things, of course, you go to articles, you've got gear report, of course, you can go to that, or you've got the blog. And I didn't have any content for the blog. I was setting it up, right? Right. And so I'm like, I'm going to use chat GPT and I'm just going to just like history, just like informational things. Surely it knows about like, the M1 Garand and the M1 Carbine and the 1911 or whatever, right? Um, and believe it or not, I didn't have to correct much, if anything, on that type of stuff. And I think it goes and pulls it from Wikipedia, quite honestly, um, because you could tell a lot of the sentences and mm -hmm. stuff seem to be about the same. And for the most part, Wikipedia seems to be right on, on some of that as far as dates and calibers and things like that. Uh, it seems to be right. So that's why I'd asked you about that. I was able to yeah. fill quite a few blog posts in there to at least have something. Yeah. Oh, here's something. So I went to chat GTP and typed who is Clover tech question mark. Uh -oh. Clover tech is a firearms and tactical gear focused YouTube channel and tactical. online community. I know it's wrong. <laughs> it's run by a person named Clover who shares his experience. Uh, excuse me, expertise and reviews on various firearms, gear, and accessories, as well as provides training and instructional videos on firearms handling and safety. The channel has gained significant following. That part's true. Nice. Excuse me, where was I? <laughs> Due to its informative and educational content, as well as its engaging and entertaining presentation style. It's nice. bang on right here. I'm telling you. Right. The tactical part. Tech brand also <laughs> offers merchandise and apparel related to the firearms and tactical gear industry. It's even trying to sell your stuff. It is. It should drop a link, though, right? Yeah, GTP for the win. Like, how do we get ChatGP to drop store links? That's what I want yeah. to know. Yeah. Ask it that. Ask it. How... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, 
So, yeah, that was pretty good, actually. That's one of the better ones. I did have one one time when I asked it, said that something about it had, a, I had like 100,000 subscribers or a million subscribers or something on YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay, hang on. Because if it only goes up through 2020 or whatever, especially, right? Hmm. Like, that's yeah. not, that's not right. Like, <laughs> so I, cor- I did correct it, right? And I said, hey, uh, just so you know, you know, if you go over to YouTube and look, Overtack Channel does not have a million subscribers or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. thank you for letting us know, you know, letting me know you are correct. We see that, you know. Uh. <laughs> so I asked, how could I buy merchandise from Clovertech? Question mark. And it says you can purchase merchandise from Clovertech by visiting their online store on their website, which is clovertech.com. Well, it had a double 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 on the front. I just skipped that part. Yeah. Double 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 clovertech.com. On the website, you can browse and purchase a variety of products such as t shirts, hats, hoodies, patches, and other items related to firearms and tactical gear. Tactical gear. Yeah. I choked on that last gear. I don't know why. It bugs me when someone else has gear. You know, I feel (laughs) like. Right. Like, no, no, I'm the gear guy. You, you should have trademarked that. It's your fault. Where's Gary when I need him? Right. Yeah. So anyhow, I'm, I'm not going to go any further on all right. of that stuff. Right. But, uh, unless you want to, whatever. No, no, but, uh, no. I was just, I was just curious because I had used it to populate the blog section. And I was just curious if you'd played around with it and seen, you know, any potential for it. That's all. Um, well, now you know. If you're out there and you're live, if you've got questions, throw them in the chat. If you're in replay, remember there's a comment selection below. You can probably uh, do that. Uh, Calaveras out there, real quick, uh, says, Does the new website have uh, your blog on reloading? I've referenced that blog a few times. Um, so that did not get pulled over. Everything on the old site got lost. So that's got to be rebuilt. Uh, and sadly, that needs to be rebuilt with up-to-date links um, because I'm sure there was, that was, I don't even know when that was built, but a very, very long time ago, uh, that blog post was made and I'm sure a lot of those links were dead anyway, mm-hmm. but I will get, uh, yeah, that, that'll get on my list to do for sure. Um, That's like an ongoing struggle a, though. Affiliate, affiliate money, right? I got to yeah. get that blog post like up. The more, the more pages you have, the more content you have out there in written form, the more you really have to think about periodically, you got to go through mm-hmm. and update links and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what hurt me and you're, you know, this because you, um, and thank you for that, put a, uh, testimonial thing in. Uh, so the new mm-hmm. website, you know, has the little the carousel scroller on every page where it right. cycles through the testimonials yep. and, and it's just people we've worked with or whatever and companies to a people whatever and that was what sucked the most is when all of that went down i lost all of that yeah and so this time i'm like okay i'm gonna set up a google form right for people to submit the testimonials through i'm gonna then link that google form then gonna make that google form export to a google excel doc a google spreadsheet with all of that information and then if it ever goes down, I've got potentially the backup, obviously, on the, in WordPress. But sure. then I've got the form data itself or the spreadsheet that I can pull from. And I don't got to bug people and go, hey, can you rewrite a thing for me here? Uh, you know, what a hassle. 
So yeah. Yeah. what I'm saying is back up, back up, back up. Redundancy oh, is your friend. Yep. Uh, yep. Defense, defense yep. dad, question of the week here. He says, has the final design for the official gear report garden gnome been released yet? <laughs> Listen, Hoss, you'll be the first to know when that design is released. The official CloverTech garden gnome was released a couple weeks ago, which I think is kind of what he's hinting at. Yeah. Um, yeah. The official unofficial. I mean, my official version of the official CloverTech garden gnome. It has right. no actual... I should put official in quotes here, just mm -hmm. to be clear. Yes. I need, you know, I've, I've been looking for ways to spend some of that sweet, sweet sponsor money, right? Um, yeah. And because yep. I don't want to give it to the government. So either you right. buy stuff or, and now that I'm thinking about, now that Defense Dad has thrown that out there, I do have the one range gnome, right? Mm. And if you don't know, for leprechauns, gnomes are our special forces, just so you know. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. So I've got the one range gnome, but I think I need some more. And I got to looking around and they make quite a few different ones um, with guns and various tactical and hunting and several different type things. So I think I need some more of those. Nice. <laughs> Were you familiar with what, what he was referring to? Oh, the, yeah. The Clover yeah. Tech Garden Gnome? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't really saw much feedback from you on that which you know i suspect you knew i did you know, people oftentimes it's like i'm not going to reply to that that's going to drive this person nuts because they're waiting to hear me say something so a lot of times what and i think it was i think it was instagram but a lot of times what happens with me and 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 things is i'll see something i'll see something that gets posted or shared or i get tagged and i do see it and a lot of times I'll, I'll heart it. And a lot of times you can tell if I heart it or thumbs it up or whatever. And I have intentions of replying. It's just at the time that I've seen it, like I was just scrolling through my phone. I, it was just a spur of the moment thing. Right. Um, and then the next time you go back to Instagram, you're like trying to scroll through notifications and find where was that at? And it, yeah, sometimes things get lost in the mix, unfortunately. Yep. 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 Yeah. I feel you, man. So, you guys made Shot Show this year. We did. Uh, I and we made shot. I thought Shot Show was pretty good on its own. I think we did contribute to it. it. We didn't Y'all really make Shot Show. Absolutely. Well, TJ contributed. I don't. You. I don't know about okay, you. Yeah. But yeah, that's a very fair point. Yeah. So, um, so after Shot, uh, I know you guys didn't did not go to NRAM. Um. What events have you guys made between shot and now? Mm, we went, uh, we went to the gathering. Okay. So that and was the state armory event in South Carolina. So I didn't go to that for two reasons. Number one, they did not have a media only day, right. um, which I didn't like. Uh, but number two, and probably more importantly, um, last year it was, it coincided with shooting sports showcase in Talladega. Right. So I could make that yeah, trip, make yep. basically go one state over and I could have two events in, in one trip. Uh, shooting sports showcase was canceled. <laughs> so mm. like that, that blew that all up. I'm like, okay, no media day. I'm not even going to, not even going to worry what, about do it. Do you know why they canceled it? Um, getting the industry 
getting commitments from the industry is what I heard. Hmm. Wow. Um, so they pushed it to, I think, September. Wow. Um, but I told them that having it in March it's kind of problematic for the industry anyway, because they've got shot, they've got the whatever the foreign shot show is, they've got mm-hmm. the, the gathering, they've got several other dealer, uh, what am I thinking, distributor events and things yep. going on. Yep. Uh, plus, then in April, you've got NRA, right? So there in the span of four months, you've got umpteen zillion events, and you're just adding one yep. more to the mix. Well, so and, like, they, and they've done it as a one-day event. Yeah. Which, for me, I mean... I haven't been there. I don't know how big it is. Like it may be covered in a day. It would be a one day event. Yeah. But, but if I'm going to travel that far, if I'm going to sink travel budget and time, I'm not going to spend three days on a one day event. And that's what it is to get there. You know, it's a day of travel, a day there and a day back. Right. I have three days. I don't have two right. days or something like that. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or they the, need the to, they, yeah. they probably should expand it to two days. Uh, and, but I mean, they've got to have the commitments from the industry and yep. other things to be able to bring that in. Um, and I want to talk about that. I know you've been, we've talked about, I've talked about Palma with you many times before. And you're skeptical of some things and whatever, which rightfully so. A lot of people are. Uh, before we dive into that, though, um, Calaveras, he said, How's the newest battle wagon going? Uh, it's for sale, actually. I've done what I, man. I I still have shelves full of stuff for that truck in the in the shop that I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to do it. I was going to turn this one into more of a kind of civilian creature comfort type ride, but then I started doing um, this is really cool. My kids call it LARPing where um, I'm in central North Carolina and at North Carolina is the home of Fort Bragg and all the different special forces types they have there. So at a military vehicle show last year, I was approached by some army ranger trainers who asked if I could assist with their Robin Sage training, which they do four times a year. And uh, I like saying that because it makes it sound like, you know, I'm all tactical and everything, oh, yeah. but what they really wanted was my truck and me to drive it. <laughs> so uh, me and another Humvee private Humvee owner will be tasked, will be assigned to a squad and they split between the two vehicles. And then as a team, you know, we're, we're just their drivers. So right. we, they, they have the challenge of our vehicle is not set up exactly like a military vehicle, but it's close. So they have to adapt things and figure out how to use this resource, you know, um, because and, and it's it's kind of like going into combat for a day, which is really neat. Uh, we'll, they'll put the, um, the M240 in the turret on the roof. Wow. And they'll have, they're carrying whatever they carry, M4s or whatever. And they typically have a couple uh, sling-mounted 249s that they're hauling around. And that's what they put on my truck. The, the guy that I've been going with, Lars, he's got gun mounts everywhere. So they just mount them up on the truck. But they have to carry more stuff on mine by hand. But it's neat because I was in the Air Force. I never got to do this, you know, tactical stuff. I was in a cargo plane, you know. So, um 
so we're driving and the, and the commander sitting beside me says, okay, take a left on this dirt road. As we start down the dirt road, the machine gun starts ripping on top and there's brass falling in through the hole and bouncing off the windshield. And I hear the guys in the back shooting and yelling and it's like, holy crap. I mean, it feels like you're in combat. They're shooting blanks and there's an opposing force shooting blanks at them. And, you know, Aside from worrying about actually being shot, which you don't have to worry about when when you know they're all shooting blanks, it feels real. They're popping smoke everywhere so that you can't see. And uh, there's very much a lot of urgency in the, the orders that they're barking about. Go this way. Go that way. Go faster. Up the hill. Down. Stop. Let us out. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's really neat. Um, so because of because of doing that and helping the army with that. Um, I have been very reticent to do a lot of the, like, I don't want to install a stereo in the truck and then go out and have brass dropping on it and melting a hole in it, you know? Um, so I've kept it more combat ready, so to speak. Um, but, but with that in mind, I was like, you know what, if this is how I'm going to do it, then I'm pretty much done. So it's for sale. And when it sells, I have my eye on a friend of mine's got one that I'll replace it with if it sells quick enough. Um, and I'll go from a four man gun truck to a two man. And I may build this one like a special forces truck. I, I'm kind of leaning that direction for this one. Yeah. For the, for the next one. I mean, the next one. Yeah. It's yeah. always about the next one. <laughs> well, it is, it is, but, but yeah. I'm also getting a little tired. That's the third Humvee. And, uh, everything that you do with a Humvee is heavy. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm not as young as I used to be. And my back is not anywhere near as good as it used to be. And that yeah. causes a little bit of challenge. I am getting a little tired of dealing with heavy stuff all the time. And that's another reason that I have shifted some focus to guitars and um, and like swimming stuff. Oh, so, yeah. You know, I, I need to exercise. I need something low impact. So I'm swimming. And right. here's something interesting. I don't know if you can see there's little vertical lines on the inside of these swim goggles. Mm -hmm. It's a heads up display. No, no kidding. This side is clear plastic, right? This side has a little Bluetooth enabled. It does electronics in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a little heads up display screen on the inside. And while you're swimming, it'll tell you how long and how many yards you've done and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so um so staying on uh staying on the Humvee, I guess. G-Web says, how's the market for military surplus going up, going down, something else? Something else, always. Like yeah. doesn't matter when you ask, always something else. Um yeah. I see trucks that should go high that go low. I see trucks that should go low that go really high. And when I say low and high, I'm talking about, you know, I've seen some trucks that I would have, if it was mine, I wouldn't have sold it for less than 35,000 and they'll sell it for 15. Wow. Uh, I've seen some $20,000 trucks being sold for like $7,500. Uh, and then I see a truck that I'd probably give 25 for, or I would expect that I would sell for 25 that people pay 65 for. It's, wow. it's insane. It's all over the place. It just I guess it just depends on who's in the market, right? At the time, it's kind of like it, one it of those. It absolutely does. You know, uh, I've been to a lot of auctions uh, in my lifetime, and you know, it all depends on what day you go and who's there. You know. Yeah. 
That's it really does. If you get Mr. Moneybags, then, uh, <laughs> you know, they're going to overpay for everything there. They don't care. Yeah. They want to win yeah. the auction, you know? Yep. Yep. Defense dad is funny. He says uh, I should consider building one of the special forces type sand rails. So I had one in my driveway about two years ago, and it's uh, one of only a couple that that experts think exist at all anymore. It's a Chenwith sand rail, and there are a fair number of those, but not the double decker ones. It has it's like the GI Joe model that had the little like the drivers here and up behind them is a machine gun turret and someone sitting like halfway, not all the way up, but at about a height where their knees are in the back of the back of the shoulders of the person driving right. with a machine gun there. So I had one of those in my driveway uh, uh, probably about two years ago. A friend bought it. And he drove out to Texas to pick it up. And it was it was in shambles. It's, it's just a big pile of parts. And on his way back, he stopped in my town, spent the night, and he, he got a hotel. And then the next morning, we went to a place to pick for Humvee parts. Okay. Because um, he does those as well. Right. Uh, but anyhow, that one should be done pretty soon. And when it when it is done, I will go right in it and shoot some video and all that. But those things are friggin' crazy. I saw one of the two person side by side versions at a military vehicle show uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm telling you, it, I mean, it's just a little horizontally opposed, air cooled, uh, like four cylinder engine, like a Volkswagen Beetle, mm -hmm. um, but they look really neat. Yeah, although. The, the guy that we went picking Humvee parts, um, you know, so so my friend has the sand rail, the Chenoweth rail. He parked in my driveway. We drove out to a place where a guy had like a warehouse full of Humvee parts. And it turns out the guy was a Navy SEAL. And my buddy's telling him about this rail he got. And he was chuckling. And he said, well, what? He said, oh, yeah, we had those over in the desert. And I spent more time behind one pushing it than I did actually riding in it. Like in theory, they were phenomenal. They do all kind of great stuff, but they get stuck all the time in practice is what he said. So, wow. yeah, I guess don't take them on the sand. Yeah. Yeah. The sand's got to be tough. Uh, now defense dad up here, uh, we were talking about shows earlier says, uh, just come to thunder on the prairie. So there's two days and we have our first industry reps this year. So, Ooh. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's unfortunately, that's unfortunately, the reason we didn't make it to NRA, uh, largely had to do with, um, Jeff is cheap. That's why. Well, yes and no. <laughs> it's a, um, it's a, uh, boy, how do I word this in a way that doesn't throw anyone under the bus? Um, well, I'm going to throw the appropriate people under the bus. The, um, the ATF, has dreamt up some more unconstitutional interpretations of things and are trying to make us all into felons because we have the pistol braces that they said we were allowed to have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, as a result of that, a number of companies that are real heavy into pistol braces have suffered markedly. One such company is the sponsor it was covering our, that was supposed to cover our travel to NRA, and that right. evaporated at the last minute. And honestly, uh, I didn't have a budget for all. it at the time. Yeah, yeah, so, that is a real thing. Unfortunately, it is. It is. It's very real. Is and, there uh, is there any shows the rest of the year uh, that you think that you might you might be making? <laughs> 
for gear reports or he, even personally. He goes to some things down in Florida. So he goes to, um, oh, dang it. Adam does something. NFA mm-hmm. Review, Adam Johnson, he does a, an event down there near Tampa. And I will say the wrong thing if I try to tell you what it is. But it, it, I can't all, remember it, but I do. I'm familiar. Yeah. And TJ, I think he, I think he went to one this past weekend or is going to one this weekend or something, a different one that, oh, he's going with Flying Rich to something. I can't remember what it was, but those two are, I don't know if you can see the worry in my face, but TJ and Flying Rich together, I'm pretty certain that bail money is going to be required before that day is over. So I'm a little nervous about that, but, um, but it's awesome that it used to be like gear report started as a one-man show and it absolutely tickles me when gear report is at an event that i'm not at you know right i'll I'll hear from someone oh yeah we we saw gear report at that event i'm like what are you talking about i was right here and oh right tj was there It's, it's pretty cool well let me ask you this we've got so we've got that i know of uh obviously thunder on the prairie uh, mentioned that one, but then you've got TriggerCon, uh, which mm-hmm. is in Kansas in September. You got USCCA in uh, Fort Worth in September, uh, mm-hmm. and then as always, you've got the uh, uh, the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show, which you definitely mm-hmm. need to make that at least one time, Jeff. TJ mm-hmm. finally did uh, what about a year ago or so, I guess. Right. Um, in uh, in November, if not live on the air on the podcast, but if we can figure out some assistance with travel considerations, uh, are any of those possible? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, funding has been the issue this year because, um, you know, I'm not afraid to know a lot of people, you start talking about money and they clam up. They don't want to talk about anything. I'm not going to tell anyone numbers for anything, but I will say, that some of the things that changed in the market over over COVID and shortly after COVID negatively impacted some of the ways that we monetize our content at Gear Report. Right. And then I I just made a bad bet after shot or, or at shot this year. We landed a couple big sponsors and thought we were set. And so far, not a single one has panned out. Ah, and yeah. that left us in a, in a huge lurch because we sure. came out of that thinking we were very well funded. We were going to travel. We we had some equipment we were going to get to really get us to the next level. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they could still happen. Yeah. No one has said it's never going to happen. But we've got one company that... Um, when we talked to them, it was just the company. I think that some someone in management was wooed at uh, at Shot Show by an agency who's now representing them. And you know what happens when an agency gets involved? Uh, the yeah. agency takes all the money. Yeah, and there's absolutely. none left for the people to actually go out and create content. Yep. So, and actually, I think that I think two or three brands had something like that happen. Right. Um, at shop you also show. get you also get personnel changes. I mean, yep. you know, I've seen the issues with that. Uh, I've been really blessed this year. Um, you've got the you've got the option, and me being more on the fun side rather than the tactical side, I didn't really have to worry with a lot of the companies I deal with and the braces. Right? You or say that. Like that. 
but I watch your channel feeds and I've seen like nothing but ARs lately. <laughs> lately. Uh, yeah, but they're not five, five, six ARs. So it's a nine mm-hmm. millimeter or it's the 45 ACP pistol. I mean, come on. It's 45 X star. The X star EP 45. I mean, come on. A, a, that's, that's, that's about as, awesome. That's about as fun as you can get a 45 ACP mm-hmm. AR style pistol. Like, come you on. keep saying 45 AARP wrong. AARP. Well, there you go. Right. Yeah. 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 Either way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, things have just worked out, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, how it works out the rest of the year. Um, but it's also a catch 22, what you're talking about, because if you, if you utilize the shows, because we went in, we kind of went in, I think, shot this year. Uh, and I say we, you was in your report in general, but, and several others really went into shot this year, kind of focused on the money side of things a lot right. more than we had previously. And I think we all did really well as far as getting those commitments. And like you said, that panning yeah. out. Oh, we left. When we left, it was clearly the best yeah. show we'd ever had. Yeah, and the year prior had been really good. As it turns out, that's the best year we ever had because this yeah. year's been uh, it. It's had it manifest so far in that regard. We've got some other things that, you know, um, a- after being a little leaner than we expected for a while, things are starting to turn around and move right. in a better direction. But it's completely different. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I. It's like I said, it's a it's a catch twenty two because in a way because you've got to get to the shows in order to have the conversations and really mm-hmm. work the pitches and proposals to get yep. the sponsorships, the funding, the industry yep. behind you to keep going to the shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and NRA, I've I was last at NRA in twenty sixteen. I've said every year since then that I, it was the best show of that era for us we'd only been in firearms a couple years at that point uh, because we were gear report was around for five years i think before we did firearms at all Mm -hmm. uh we were doing camping gear and and water sports kayaking type stuff and and it took a while to move into firearms yeah um but I keep saying that, you know, at SHOT Show, so many brands are overwhelmed and it's hard to get them to do anything and deals fall apart. By the time we got to NRA, people had sorted all that out and they knew what they wanted to do. And it was kind of like, all right, we screwed everything up at SHOT Show. Now we're going to actually make something happen. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was great. I'd like to go back and be a part of that again. And I had a couple of years where the NRA just pissed me off so much that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to an event that says NRA on it. And I know they have a lot of good things they do on the training side, but when they were advocating for the bump stock ban, I, they may have lost me for life right there. No, I get it. And that, that's one of the things that I, you know, I've always said when, when people say something like that to me is, you know, I, I get it to each their own and whatever you want to do. But as somebody in the media who feels it is their, you know, I genuinely want to work with the industry and I want to help promote the companies that have good products and all of that. Like as media, I don't have to be an NRA member to go. Right. right. And so I get the connotation of that's why I say NRAM a lot and I don't say the NRA yeah, annual no. meeting. I go, Hey, did you go to NRAM or I went to NRAM right. It's like, because that sounds much different than NRA annual meeting. 
Sure. Um, so I completely get the sentiment, but at the same time, everybody's got to make that decision for themselves. I feel the, yeah. the benefits for myself and potentially the benefits for the, the industry companies that are there, you know, far outweigh, you know, anything that's going on with the, with yeah. the NRA. The other interesting thing about going to the NRA, and this has to do, I think you're a little less on this probably than I am because I, I tend to bridge a gap between the two a and the, uh, and the industry with a lot of my contacts and other things. Uh, but one thing that's interesting with going to NRA, and we will talk privately about some stuff probably in the in the uh, after chat thing, but um, is with the meetings, I don't attend those and do any of that right. stuff. But with some of the stuff and the chatter that comes out of that and knowing the right people is <laughs> some of the interesting information you get privy to during mm -hmm. NRA. It's kind of interesting as well. Sure. Um, and especially with a lot of the nonsense that's went on you know, over the, uh, over the years, yep. um, back to, uh, back to Palma and shooting sports showcase. So I want to pick your brain on this just a little bit, because here's an issue. There's an issue that exists with the community, with the industry, with the, with the whole marketing strategies, I think, and, and everything else. It's not just the Palma issue. I'm not picking on Palma and I'm not saying anything here that I haven't said to their face and I wouldn't say to their face. So make that clear right up front. Um, they have an old fuddy-duddy 20 years ago marketing strategy attitude. They, Palma is not embracing the digital age and the digital content creators, in my opinion, the way that they should. And because they're not doing that, I don't think they're getting the same amount of love from the industry because there are lots in the industry that are finally starting to wake up and realizing, okay, the magazines are cool. The radio shows are cool. The blogs are cool to an extent. And it's the same way. You've got gear-report.com. What'd you say? 1,300, whatever it is, written articles there. But you guys also do Instagram and you do YouTube and you do other things. You see that there is the value there, right? You've diversified. Um, and so... I don't know how we get, that's a struggle I've had is I don't know how is, does it require schmoozing into an organization like Palma and trying to become the president or board member, or is it a matter of trying to get more digital creators involved in Palma so you can then stage a yeah. coup? Yeah. It's another like, chicken like, or the egg thing where, yeah. I, I have been reticent to join POMA because I am, it's unclear to me that I would get a return on that investment in, in time or money or whatever. And, uh, and I feel like they're the same way with the digital people, only maybe it's more like they are just so in bed with the old gun magazine writer types that they won't even, you know, they, they consider the, anyone who does things online to be a pretender and not worthy of attention and discussion. And, and I know that that is probably a little bit of hyperbole, a little stronger than how they feel and how they interact. Cause I know you've been welcomed. There's also a little but, bit of truth to that. <laughs> but well, but right. I, mean, I think, I think it may yeah. have been slightly exaggerated, but, but on point as far as the vibe, mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of where I feel like, well, like the shooting sports showcase, if it were less inconvenient, like a one day event, several States away, 
if if things just happen to line up schedule wise um potentially i can make something like that but for for the limited number of brands that are going to be there that's an awful lot i mean take out poma altogether i'm just talking about the the roi itself right is a different topic i'd actually like to talk to them and see how they react to here's the scope of what we do at gear report and how we do it the different channels we use the different mediums we use and see if they're like their eyes glass over and you know well okay and they turn their back and talk (laughs) to someone else or if they're one of those oh wow the light bulb comes on and it's like oh neat here's what can we do this or whatever yeah you know i'd love to this, it'd be worth an afternoon to have those discussions with some people. I just, you know, can't make it to that specific event. Yeah. Usually well, it, it. for me, it's, it was a good both years. Um, and remains to be seen if we're going to, we're going to have it this year or not, but both years, it was a great ROI as far as, as far as me. Um, you know, we'll say that. Um, but there's one thing in particular, you know, having it at the Talladega CMP, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal. If you get yeah. a chance to go to that, by the really way, really like you know, to see that facility. It is a phenomenal facility. So one of the things I did the first year that I went, because it was such a phenomenal facility, is I basically drove the entire thing, like down to every range, down to the shotgun thing. And there wasn't anything going on at the shotgun thing the first year. And the facility was freaking phenomenal. It was a phenomenal shotgunning facility, just like everything else there, right? And that was one of the things, one of the conversations I had, not just there at the show the first year. Like, why do you not have shotgun companies at this amazing place here? Why are you not, you've got free run of the facility here. Why? And then I consistently said, hey, if you need help trying to coax shotgun companies into that, like I can try to help with some of the industry connections I've got. Um, and year two rolls around and I fully expected that and nothing. Like again, they weren't, they didn't have not one company, you know? And it was like, you're just, it's, it doesn't make any sense. You know, um, I had like, uh, pretty much, uh, new leadership come in recently have had new leadership yes yeah i thought i i still get emails i inquired about some things uh, a couple years ago I and i get emails that yeah i know i read them and i'm like oh this reads as if they think i'm a member you know yeah so so the so uh thomas mcanally is the what the president or the whatever uh guy um the head honcho i guess you could say um so he took over like a two a year ago a year mm. ago maybe yeah or was it two a year ago he took over a year ago i guess um maybe a little longer than that so i can't remember the guy's name before that so he's fairly new and then the membership uh girl was mm-hmm. shelly i can't remember her last name but it was shelly and she was phenomenal by the way um and that's been passed off now and i can't even think of the girl's name that does that but not nearly as good, in my opinion, at communicating and keeping up um, as Shelly was. So there's definitely 
There's definitely been some mix up in that and some issues, but I get a feeling with Palma, Palma is not ran by the board members. And in a sense, it's understandable. It kind of needs to be ran by the membership. I like that idea, but it is pretty much directed and ran by the membership. And <laughs> unfortunately the membership is old fogey writers and photographers and radio people that yeah. uh, you know what i mean so you don't have it's like a click or a good old boys club and we're like the new guys coming in and that's why i said do we try to figure out something where we get it's 200 bucks a year for membership for voting yeah. membership yeah. that's what you need is voting membership do we try to get enough digital people do we kind of try to reach out and get 10 20 30 50 digital creators to join palma to stage a coup like i, I don't know I don't know. I don't know how we fix it. Uh, G webs uh, says question. He says, what has Palma done to earn the effort time to spend on helping it? Well, and, and I think that's a very valid question. And, and as you were just going through that, exact, exactly what I was thinking was what, what's at the end of that tunnel, you know, there's gotta be a light at the end of the tunnel. If you want me to go in the tunnel, because right. I don't like tunnels. Right. Um, Although I did go in one tunnel once that that was very rewarding. We can talk about that later if you like. But um, I mean, it was really neat. But generally, I'm not a tunnel guy. All right. I don't want to, that to sound bad because leprechauns look so much like, um, you know, the little the little folks who have the pickaxes and go in and work in mines that Wars, you know, really, I don't want you to really. take that personally or anything. Okay. Yeah. So um, anyhow. It's the same value proposition question that has kept me from joining POMA thus far. And that is really like, what am I going to get out of it? And yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the effort or not. POMA seems to be built around the old model of the magazine writers and photographers who go on their boondoggle trips that are like, you know, little safaris. Yeah. And that's just what they do. And they do like intense hunting and birding and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's not the kind of media that I do. Right. What am I going to get from hanging out with them? Right. Like yeah. I haven't picked up a gun magazine. I, I I haven't purchased a gun magazine in decades. I've probably, I've only picked up a couple. If I'm at a store and I see an article and I know that a friend wrote it, I may pick it up and flip through it. I usually don't even read the whole thing. Right. Um, right. But, but that's it. Well, the last magazines I got was recall when Chris Chang was on the cover. You remember yeah. that whole thing? Uh, and I, I didn't even pick those up because I couldn't find any around here. I kind of paid attention because, huh. like, no place around here carries magazines anymore. Yeah. And I told Chris because I was going to get Chris to sign them. And, you know, I was going to keep one, obviously. And then I was like, that'd be a cool thing to probably give away. And uh, uh, so he said, oh, there's plenty in my area, this, that, and the other. So I'm like, I'll tell you what. I'll send you the money for three magazines and the shipping. <laughs> you go buy them and sign them and just send them to me. He's like, done, deal. I'm like, nice. there we go. That, that'll work. That'll work. Um, but yeah, you you know, you were talking about, um, yeah, with, with Palma, like with anything, it has to do with the ROI. And you know, I've talked about Palma's been a benefit to me, um, up until like this year. Like hmm. I'm starting to lose faith um, in the system and everything else. And part of it is 
and at least by the numbers it does with me it doesn't support this but i've outgrown i've already outgrown palma I, that's the way i feel i feel like and, I've and that's how i felt about joining was you know I'm, your report is certainly not the biggest publication yeah. out there but by any stretch of the imagination but i've always kind of felt like you know i've been in this for a number of years i've built a lot of connections what are they going to do for me right. that's worth that outlay of of cash but also time and because it's a whole new set of relationships to manage right. and schedule to to juggle and it, it's more if it was just a couple hundred bucks you know yeah. Uh, I know people who blow a couple hundred bucks in a day at the bar. That ain't me. You know, every penny that gets away from me is within an inch of its life right. trying to, you know, get out of my hand. Right. Um, so the money is important, but the time investment is even more important to me. And, yeah. and I've got to know that there is a prospect for something positive and, and I just haven't seen it with Poma. So, but, but it's funny that you say you're losing faith because I keep thinking it's been in, we talked about this a couple of years ago and it's oh, yeah. still been in my head ever since then. And especially every time I see anything where you got that logo up there, I'm like, you know, I really feel like I should have given them more of a chance and should have at least tried it. Um, but, but yeah. Especially yeah. this year when much of the other stuff that we worked out at SHOT Show just oh apart. Well, they've already canceled Showcase, right? Well, at least yeah. for the first the first uh, scheduling. So, like, this year, like, it's, like that would have been horrible if you had come out of SHOT and joined Poma oh, and then they canceled yeah. Showcase. You know what I mean? That was just yep. added to the problem. So, yep. yep. Um, uh, yeah. But it's, it's true a lot of organizations that it's hard to figure out where, where the right value is. And things change from right. year to year. People in charge change, except for the NRA. That never changes. Um, but uh, but it, it is always, you know, with the limited, limited cycles available, it is hard to figure out where to best invest time and resources. Right. On, on an ongoing basis. And I feel pretty good about the work that we've done at Gear Report with uh, GOA. They've been pretty good. Um, Firearms Policy Coalition. I need to. I need to call. Um, was it Cody? I think, and he was going to come on our show once things calm down a little bit after Shot Show. And I don't think anything's really calmed down yet. But maybe I get him on to talk with us here shortly. But uh, yeah, I, I think we've got some really good organizations out there fighting, and, and I know. Um, G Webs likes to say things. He said, someone else will fix the NRA best to just ignore it. And, you know, um, I get what he's saying. I completely get the message that he's saying. Um, but I think an organization has to warrant being saved. You know, let's go down to the POMA question he asked about what's POMA done to earn the effort and time. That's what I right. say about the NRA. Yeah. And, and, and I'm talking only about the, the lobbying side. Yeah. The, the side that's supposed to be protecting the rights of gun owners. They've been openly and actively complicit in some of the most egregious um, gun control that, that we've had in the past few years. And I still can't wrap my head around it. Right. Like yeah. how I can't even put a sentence together to talk about wrapping my head around the idea that they actively supported the bump stock ban. Right. Like, yeah. what? Well, they pretty much started it all. So yeah. I just supported it. Uh, 
G-Web's out there. He says, uh, in 2023, does the industry need an organization for digital creators? I don't think the industry needs a an organization. I think that it would be nice for the credentialing aspect is really important because that's one thing. That's one of the reasons, and it's 200 bucks a freaking year. And don't get me wrong, as the value drops off, as I see the value drop off, that sucks more and more and more to be paying 200 bucks for credentials. But those are legit media credentials. And like, how easy is it to get legit media credentials? Well, you you say that, but I don't know. so TJ needed credentials recently mm-hmm. and I wrote him a letter on letterhead. Um, and, and I mean, you know how it works. And is that worked? The, I think so. Or at least we talked about me doing it. Maybe but like I, with I the remember. government, regardless. like with certain things, it may not work. He wanted, he wanted to photograph, uh, he had a gun from saltwater arms. He wanted to take it out of the beach. Uh-huh. and put in some salt water and he was afraid people would freak out he didn't want to get shot on the beach just for taking pictures of a gun yeah. so he talked to him about it and i think that question of credentials came up because mm-hmm. i remember doing a bunch of online research for you know all right if i want to make a card or something so when you say yes it's a legit credential yeah that's why i joined nssf years ago was so i would have that credential when i was new at writing uh in the gun space I wanted something to make me look legit while I built a catalog of work and actually became what I'd like to believe is legit. Yeah. So, um, yeah. TJ says, yes, it worked for the show. Yeah. And um, so my point, because G says, uh, you know, you got the NSSF, obviously, and then you've got NRA. My point is how how broad and reaching of a credential is it? Um, Right. So, but but for POMA, like, you and I, if you're not in the industry, you don't know POMA. And a lot of people in the industry don't know POMA. So when you say it's a legit credential, well, I mean, yes and no. You pay your money, you join, you get the credential. It's not like they do a ton of validation to say that you're right. good yeah, you or anything, you know. Four uh, requirements, I think, or five requirements. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and same with NSSF, you know, I had that, that little card that said, uh, media member of the NSSF. And I used that a couple of times to help convince people. Yes. I'm not just some jackass walking around with a camera. Like (laughs) I have a legit reason to be doing this stuff. Right. Um, but unless you're deep in the industry, you don't know NSSF, you don't know POMA. I could, design my own card and make up a name of some credentialing organization and issue credentials to people. Potentially. And I think that to most people it would be equally valid because they don't know. That's an interesting thing. I may have to dive down when I get a moment. I may have to dive down the credentialing rabbit hole a little bit, right? Because like with education, right? You want to start a school or teach a course that's credentialed. That's a much different situation. So yeah, you know, I, I don't know I how the media credentials. Research. I don't know for sure how exactly the media credentialing works. So I did some research into that, and if I if I recall correctly, there was nothing like legislatively, or you know, I couldn't find any statutory definition of how you know you get right. credentials. Like that, all of the local government resources that you know, you have to be credentialed. It's like. Okay, define what a valid credential is. And right. there's no definition. 
Right. So like, hey, yeah. you don't define it. I'm going to fill in the blank with whatever I want. Yeah. And then so we have the conversations that we have here. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, let's do, let's have a little fun. Let's do a little choose one. You have to choose one. Choose. This or that. You, you have to pick one. So here we go. Start out with a with an easy one. AR or AK. And we're not talking about uh, Arkansas and Alaska. But, the, AR. but it's not easy. It's easy for other people. <laughs> uh, you ask me any question, and Gotta I'm going to answer one. you with a question. I'm going to answer with a question. For what? Because AR, intended AR, use defines requirements. You you define it. You define it and however you want. AR or AK. But you got to pick one. If I'm going to hand you one, let's just I'm going to pick the facts and firearm firearms ARAK. <laughs> there you go, ARAK. Jeff's going to cheat. All right, here we go. This is a much easier one. Okay. Uh, now you're forced to do this. I'll, I'll caveat and say you're forced to do this, Jeff. Uh, line dancing or ballroom dancing? First, I'd like to go on record as saying you're not the boss of me. Okay. <laughs> you're killing me. You're killing me. Line dancing. Line dancing. Okay. That seems to be a popular one. Uh, you rather have a folding knife, and this is for Carrie. You rather have a folding knife or a, or a fixed blade? Folding. Uh, for vacation. This may be a tough one for you. Vacation. <laughs> I have been an like, self-employed entrepreneur for what so long. Vacation? I don't even know how to spell vacation anymore. Well, then trip, whatever. Go ahead. Um, going to the beach or going to the mountains? I knew that making thing. <laughs> I I don't know. Let me flip a coin real quick. He's like, go um, to the go to the mountains where there's a beach, or something. Yeah, yeah well, I'll go to the mountains probably. You're killing me. Uh, French fries or tater tots. Tater tots. You carry those in your pocket much easier, can't you? Pocket tots. Pocket tots. I knew you were going to say that. Um, if you could have one, which would you prefer, a fighter jet or a tank? Fighter jet? Oh, my God. That's easy. Dude, come on. Where was the softball in the first question? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, mean, how... I knew you were an Air Force guy, but at the same time, you like Wait, the Humvees. You, so... you ask a pilot if he would like a fighter jet or a tank. Come on. Um, yeah, that was easy. Like, like, and by the way, you'll know if I ever get like a massive sponsorship deal because I will buy a fighter jet. Yeah, I well, I fully expect you to have some third world something. I, I nearly bought one. one. <laughs> probably, probably about 20 years ago. I was flying a lot out of a little airport in North Carolina. Mm. And um, I was I was a search and rescue pilot in the Civil Air Patrol at the time. So I would show up in a flight suit. We wore Air Force flight suits. It's the official auxiliary of the U.S. Air Force that is tasked with most of the airborne search and rescue missions in the continental U.S. So I would show up wearing an Air Force flight suit and go get in the plane and go fly around. And there were some guys who just kept looking at me when I, whenever I was on the, on the ramp at the airport. And they waved me into this big hangar and they have really thick accents. And in the hangar... Like they always had the door shut, right? They, sure. they opened just enough for me to get in. And I'm like, holy crap, that is, that can't be. And I get inside, they have a MIG. I can't remember which one it was. 
14 or something, 13, maybe it was a 13. I can't remember. Uh, it was almost complete. And then another two sitting off on the side that had been torn apart for transport. They haven't put it back together yet. Wow. And they had me this close to buying it. Um, like I literally talked to the bank. I had the money lined up and was like, I don't think I want to die in a Russian airplane. I think I'm going <laughs> to go get something else. And I was going to, I was going to get a, uh, I found one up in Ohio, a little, uh, biplane, single engine biplane with a little bubble canopy, a little single seat. It, it was an air show plane, purely an air show plane. Yeah. And I, I was booking the flight to go get it when it occurred to me, all of my good pilot friends were divorced and I had, you know, we, we were having kids and I was like, mm, we, we, we got three little kids. I'm going to take that money. We ended up buying a, a big boat, bought a 36 foot boat, wasn't a house boat. It was, but the inside of it was like an RV. And we, we had that for one year and then we got another one that we had for 10 years. And that's what I did with the money. So I figure I could either make my family stronger or I could ruin my family. Right. And, and I chose to try to make the family stronger. Right. Yeah. But that's the story of how I came that close <laughs> to having a MIG, like literally probably. purchasing a MIG aircraft, a yeah. fighter jet. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been pretty sweet. You never got to meet me because I'd have been a smoking hole at the end of the runway somewhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you give you a minute here, Jeff. Uh, to kind of close things out, where can people find you, follow all the nonsense with you and TJ and everybody else with Gear Report? Dude, unless they're superhuman, they're not going to be able to follow all the nonsense. We've got so much nonsense. We, we've got like heaping helpings of nonsense, really. <laughs> uh, the easy way to find it, go to gear-report.com forward slash links, L-I-N-K-S. Um, everyone likes to do link tree. And I'm like, why would I send someone to another website? I have a website. I made my right. own link page. That's basically our link tree is the links page on gearreport.com. And we've got links to our, our main Amazon store, our influencer store, all the Humvee stuff, the camping right. stuff, hunting and shooting, guitars and gear, other cool stuff, our favorite merchants, deals and coupons. And then all the different video channels, the six Rumble channels, the six YouTube channels, the Odyssey and Twitch and Gunstreamer. And, and some of the places you can find our weekly podcast and some of our social media, some of our socials are on there. As I'm looking through this links page, I'm like, oh my, I think I forgot a few things. I got more <laughs> I can put on there because that's how much nonsense we have. Sure. Like, yeah. We're overflowing with nonsense. All about the nonsense. It is nonsensical how much nonsense we have. Nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that. Um, man, thanks for thanks for jumping in for a little while, chatting and hanging out. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. And it's the uh, highlight of my day. No, highlight of my week. Highlight of my week. Well, the week's almost over, so maybe, maybe, maybe it'll hold. Was, we'll see. I was on a podcast last night, so. <laughs> That's saying right. something. I, I'll be on another one tomorrow. I think this is probably going to be better than one tomorrow. If we got to be honest, I'm sorry, TJ. Dude, right. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. Cause right. It's show. Yeah. Right. It's so, okay. uh, hang tight for a minute, uh, while I close this out, Jeff. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk privately about a couple of things. Thank you, sir.
And uh, yeah, with that, let's uh, let's close this sucker out. What do you think? Uh, remember that tomorrow we've got Chase with EAA, potentially a special guest dropping by uh, for a few minutes. And that will be the last podcast of the early 2023 season. Let me find the banner because we got to thank MTM Case Guard for powering the podcast. MTM Case Guard.com and Clover Tackle Save You at 10%. Uh, don't forget the Rapid Fire Radio Network and Cape Gunworks. Be sure to check those folks out as well. Uh, thanks to everybody who watched live, who threw in the questions, the comments. Thanks to everybody who's watching in replay. Thanks to the Patreon patrons and the YouTube channel members and everybody else. Uh, if you're live, hopefully we will see you tomorrow. If you're in replay, hopefully you'll hear from us tomorrow. So with that, we're out of here. Don't forget to change our freedom.